They said it couldn't be done. Independence was impossible. Through fear-mongering and other forms of negative rhetoric, they made you give up on your dreams. Well now, it's time. To prove them all wrong. It's time to blow up the system and change the world. And we've got the man who did it. Broadcasting from studios in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Outliers. Here's your host, visionary and founder of Fedora Outlier LLC, Vashawn Jones. All right, looks like we got it. Okay. (laughs) I told you guys all on Facebook Live that, hey, if it's a mistake, blame it on the engineer. Well, the engineer is me, so blame it on me. But we got it going great now. And so I'm going to take all the credit. But before I take all the credit for this great audio and video, um, we got a guest. As usual, we have an outlier, somebody that believes in changing the world, someone that is super, super amazing. And her parents had the forethought to name her something that will always resonate in all of our hearts as she begins to touch our lives and change our world. You guys put your virtual hands together. We'll edit the virtual hands in post. Put your virtual hands together for Miss Beautiful Phillips. Beautiful, how are you? I am feeling great today. Excellent. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. So you are live on Facebook. Nobody can see you. That's the good thing. But we can hear your beautiful voice. Excuse the pun. We're going to be saying a lot of beautiful things in this recording because we have Miss Beautiful Phillips here. So let's jump right in. We heard your voice, but give us a glimpse into your life. Tell us where you grew up, how you grew up, and um, if you lost your sight or was born blind, how did that all happen? Talk to us. When I was five years old, my mom noticed that something wasn't right. She took me to have my hearing and my vision tested at five, and they said, She's testing just fine, but mom still knew something wasn't exactly right. My (laughs) left knee swelled up, and she took me to the pediatrician, and he said, she's just got water on the knee, but that really was not the issue. As it turns out, I had juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. Wow. What? Right. As I know, it's very uncommon for a little person to get arthritis. But in my case, <laughs> right, it, exactly. it did not cripple, cripple my knee. It crippled my eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that's that's kind of, well, I, I'll tell the, the funny part first, and then I'll go into the more serious part. So, yeah, with me, my mom said the same thing, except she said it's his brain and he's crazy no <laughs> but um yeah but no rheumatoid arthritis the first time i heard about it my first wife's mom had rheumatoid arthritis and just the whole name rheumatoid it sounds like it's a big spacious room with a toid in it and it's arthritis so i said i didn't want it no matter what the name but um so you find out about your arthritis as a five-year-old kid and then what? And then I ended up going to Emory, and 
There was multiple surgeries. Uh, my first cataract was removed when I was seven. And then at age 13, I had a new procedure called the vitrectomy. It's the removal of the vitreous fluid, which is the cocoon behind your eye, which makes your eye its shape. And it's refilled with like a saline solution. Hmm. That, that procedure did give me a little bit of sight for a while. But because mm-hmm. I have arthritis, which is a crippling disease, my eyes just could not handle it anymore. And eventually, I ended up losing that eye. Okay. Mm. So what age is this? Is this at five or is this at seven? Where are we at? So by that time, I've had the vitrectomy at 13. I had another vitrectomy done when I was 15, and it did help Mm. a little bit on the other eye. But as it turns out, again, I ended up being blind in one eye, but I couldn't see out of the other. (laughs) We've all heard that joke, Uh right? Exactly, exactly. So I I did have um, a a nucleation done in 92 of one eye, leaving, Mm. leaving me left with one eye. But what I that I have, I do have a little bit of sight with light perception, but it's not really functional vision. So mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm so glad that my mom and father, they had me learn Braille in elementary school. So that is my means of, of writing is, is all in Braille. Okay, okay. Yeah, you sound like me. I learned Braille and how to type in elementary school. I forgot the Braille. I remember the concept, uh-huh. but it just wasn't what the rest of America was doing. So I forgot about it. But I did keep the ASDF, JKL, semicolon, and, you know, the typing skills at the forefront of my mind because then they'd say, well, if you could type 40 to 50 words a minute, you can get a job. So I was like, well, I need to type, you know, above that, of course, being blind and being competitive to get a job. And it turns out now they took uh, handwriting and typing skills out of the school system and you can just use emojis now. So <laughs> what good does those skills matter? No, I still type. Okay, so cool. So we're we're there. You're learning Braille. You are. Um, how are you adapting with the the rest of the kids in school not being able to see and having this arthritis? Right, and so I went on to high school, and then I even went on to college, and I went to Georgia State. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Okay, so what is what is college like life life like? Um, two different words there. What is college life like? And and I don't think we heard your answer as far as what was it like going through um, elementary, middle, high school to get to college. I have so many friends that wanted to do things for me and with me. But it did allow me to be independent and do my own thing. My dear friend, Kim Miles, was she was a short little girl, and she would just say, <laughs> put your hand on my shoulder, and that's how we would go places. With she as my sighted guide, and I, mean, and I, I would take a cane with me 
but I really felt it was it was great to do my own thing, but to be with Kim being there, kind of like I guess back then you didn't have a wingman, but Kim wingman back then. <laughs> <laughs> you had like a BFF before there was. I did. Your, your I did. B- <laughs> right, right. So you guys are uh, hand in hand, hand over shoulder, yep. touring yep. Georgia and just having fun. Did you realize? When did you realize that like there was a difference between you and the rest of the kids? I, I never realized it, and I just I didn't understand why something people could do things a lot quicker in the way that I could do it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, why was I the one that was always falling in the hole? But <laughs> I just felt like it was, it was, you know, it was just a, everybody's world. I didn't realize it was only me was the one that didn't see. Mm, so you thought you were just accident prone all your life. <laughs> yep. Yep. Hmm. Okay. Got you, got you. So I notice in between questions, you think before you answer, or there's a delay in the phone. So let's assume that it's the first one. Have you always adapted that stance to think five times before you answer a question, or is it a delay in the phone? Now, I, I can't hear all of your words. You're only coming in about every other word. Can you say it again? Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm not hearing. I'm not hearing you. Okay. Okay. I um did, 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 see that's what I'm saying. I you know, I I don't have an engineer here, so okay. I don't know. Well, let's assume that you can hear it all. I can hear you. That's great. Bye. <laughs> cool. Well, you, right, right, right. See, th- when you're blind, when you're blind, this is the type of stuff that you can do. She can only hear every other word, but yet she answers the question on cue, on par. Simply amazing. That's beautiful. Okay. I've lost you totally now. Right. Are you there? Did you hear me? I am. Can you hear me? Now I can hear you. I didn't hear anything. I don't know what it was. It doesn't matter. I was just complimenting you. We can we can let you hear it in post. So let me ask you this. You go to um, college. You got your best friend. You're rocking out. What happens next in life? Next, I, I, I got married, and I had two babies, and I lived the life of, a, of I guess, just the average family, everything, including the Parker Spaniel. Um, I started my own businesses because I wanted to stay home with my baby. And mm-hmm. so I did add specialty products, you know, like anything you would put your name on, like pencils and, and, and business cards and anything like that. Mm-hmm. But then when people would say, well, beautiful, do you do, do, you do embroidery? I said, yeah, but I didn't. And so I, I started selling embroidery. And then I was doing pretty good at that. And then people would say, since you do embroidery, do you do screen printing too? I said, yeah, but I didn't. And I started doing <laughs> screen printing and embroidery. And then people would come to me and they'd say, beautiful, can you make signs? And I said, yeah. And I didn't, but I figured out a way to make signs because I could see that's where the need was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Yeah. 
Yeah. It's funny. A guy that got me into assistive technology that has me doing all that I'm doing today um, by the name of Steve Soxon once said that when a client asks you, can you do it? You tell them yes. And then you go figure out how, how to do it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's amazing because even today you're still adapting that same philosophy, but I don't want to fast forward too much. So you're doing all this stuff by request and you're learning a lot and you're figuring it out. What, what happens next? You, you're married, you got the 2.5 kids, then what? Well, then I decided that I wanted to do more with some of the, the things that I was doing with the embroidery. And so I, I wanted to start wearing costumes and dressing up as a clown. So I worked at a restaurant, <laughs> and I was doing it on the weekends. And that turned into not only just being an entertainer, there in the little restaurant that I got the job at Six Flags. They hired me to just to come in and be a people mover. And I, I, so I worked at Six Flags and um, and show operations. And that was my job was to make people smile. And I would stand out in front of the theaters and I would just welcome people. And then that when people would ask me about the area, because I was born and raised here, then I knew the area very well, and that was mm-hmm. my job was just to be a, a just to be a people person and to be a you know to answer questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can definitely see that. You're one of the people that I just love in places like Six Flags, Walt Disney World, and even the Publix grocery store that is just excited, number one, to be there. And when you ask for help, you're more than willing and open to assist them with a smile. And, and that's a great thing, a beautiful thing <laughs> about beautiful Phillips. <laughs> All right. So... You got your experience working, which, as we both know, most people with disabilities and definitely being blind hadn't had, don't get even to this day. So did you just see that as a normal for you, just working? You knew everybody else did it, so you had to? How did you go to work? Well, I believe that everybody should work because I believe that everybody can do something. Oh, yeah. You don't have to be able to see to work. So, right. But um, but and I wanted to have things to look forward to, and I I loved all my jobs. I did. So, but I think you know I, mm-hmm. I, I have a problem with people that don't want to work. Yes, yes, I do too. I do too. You know, and their lifestyle reflects it. You know, they don't want to work, but yet they want you know this this lifestyle. <laughs> that that you can only get when when you do work. So I definitely get it. So I mean, what next for you? You're like a superhero. Tell us what happens after that. So I took some of the little poems that I had written, and it turned it in. It was actually a, a lullaby that I would sing to my babies, and I took my lullaby and I turned it into a book, a children's book. Okay. And so, um, with that was my first book, and I created a character too. My character name is mm. I See Little, and I even drew him. <laughs> I had a picture of what I wanted I See Little to look like, 
And I, when I drew him, I put curls on his forehead. He's a teddy bear, but he doesn't mm-hmm. have eyes because he doesn't need them. Every little kid go places and do anything, and nobody told him that he was a blind bear, so he didn't know it. So it didn't matter. So I see, mm. so I see little goes everywhere, and so Man. now I see little is on his uh, is on his second adventure called Going Places. And the long name is going to the big city to see Grandma. But that's such a long name. So we have shortened it to going places. Uh, how about visiting Grandma in the big city? Yeah, it's going to the big city to see Grandma. Or big city little Grandma. <laughs> little, little Grandma big city? <laughs> that's right. Because I know... My daughter has married and made me a grandma, and my grandchildren, they want to come and see me. And I'm living in the big city, so. Okay. But I see little as he travels the different facets of transportation. In the book, it talks about how he walks, and he gets on a scooter, and he gets on a bicycle, and he gets on a bus, and then he gets on a boat, and he gets on a plane, and all those different you know, means of transportation, whatever it took to go to see Grandma. Mm. I tell you what, I got an idea, okay. because I love writing books, right? My company, we publish like three best-selling books, and I'm the fan of this new technology where you can do audio, video, text, um, you know, all in these books. So why don't we get a kid that represents I See Little and really, you know, record him going to visit Grandma in your book and come out with our own iBooks version of I See Little Goes to Visit Grandma in the Big City on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. I, I even Yeah, let's work on I that. I would love that. I The costume, because I drew the character, I even commissioned, I, well, first I interviewed many mascot makers of, you know, costumes. I mm. finally got it to the one that would do it the way that I wanted it. And so now I have a life-size I see little. He's a great big bear and he walks with a cane everywhere he goes and he is at all of my book signings. Okay. Okay. Got you. And so we're going to do some things because see the thing that I love is something that you said. Number one, you love working. Which means you're going to find a way to make it, number one. Number two, you're creative. It's almost like being a world-class musician where you come up with these things and you bring them to life, hence the mascot. And most people, beautiful, believe it or not, would sit around on their loyals. Um, My mom is probably watching, so I'm not going to say the A-S word, right? And they'll complain about what's not happening, what can't be done, and all of this. And you're a true example of what hard work, dedication, and having some hope will do. So I hope you guys are listening because, beautiful, you're, you're one amazing person. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I'm glad you was able to hear that compliment there. I think you probably moved somewhere in the house where we got a better connection. So great. Um, 
so I keep asking this question because I'm so anxious, but what's, what's next? Well, the next was actually Little needed a friend. He needed, he needed a wingman, I felt. So I created right. another character. That character's name is Luke. And okay. Luke is deaf. So when I drew Luke, he is a lion. And I drew him with a big mane over his head that you don't realize he doesn't have any ears. He is a, a mm. deaf lion, but you know, he can do anything too. But it was important that I see Little and Luke to communicate. So I see Little has hands and he speaks for Luke in sign language. So, mm. so when, when you order my book, which is Luke has something to say, it talks about the different senses. And, you know, some people have eyes that see, some people have ears that hear, but some people have a, have a, a mouth to, to taste. Some people have a nose that can smell, but we all are given tools. And with all these tools, that's how we get things done, by using the tools that we have to work with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, and I'm coming out with this new um, video concept called a slingshot. And you know how that slingshot was the one tool that defeated uh, Goliath in the Bible. So, you know, the whole story, David and Goliath. And he was given or offered swords and shields and armor and breastplates and all of this. But the only thing he needed was his tool. And all of us, like you said, we have tools. We just need to find out, number one, what is our slingshot? And then how do we use them or use it to change the world? Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like my concept. I really believe it. I believe it like you believe it. And I'm so happy that, you know, I've always heard of Beautiful Phillips. You know, you will email me, hey, Vashon, you're having this event. I want to come. Hey, Vashon, I'm in Alabama. Hey, Vashon, I'm this, I'm there. And I'm glad that we're able to make this connection. So um, let's fast forward a little bit because we only have about 35 minutes. So when I last talked to you, you were selling your house. Yes. In Alabama, you was moving completely to Georgia, and now you're getting all settled in. And I asked the question, what's next? Well, I'm back in school at Georgia State again. I'm working on my <laughs> master's in special education. Sure. And I am living on the square in Marietta, because it was so much better for me to live in a place that had some form of transportation. So I can I can mm -hmm. take the bus just about anywhere that I want to go. And I spend a lot of time on the Marietta Square. And people keep, you know, asking me questions about how to, to get there and, and do things as they see me on, on the street. They just ask me questions. And I, in a roundabout way, I turned into a a tour guide and didn't even mean to. It just kind of happened that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So they'll stop you because I'm familiar with the square. So it's literally a square of squares and streets and a whole bunch of eclectic uh, shops and boutiques and, you know, places to go, eateries, bars. So um, 
and you you get stopped and you're blind with your cane, right? right. And they're asking you <laughs> where to go. Oh man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, one of the um, the guys that owns the the Italian restaurant there was saying, mm. I don't know where it is, but you can ask tour guide Barbie. She'll know where it is. So they've given me that <laughs> nickname of tour guide Barbie. But it's it's just. It's, it's a great place to go and visit, and I, I've been spending a lot of time at the theater there. I was there this weekend mm-hmm. on Saturday. Um, the Gift of the Magi it was a wonderful, wonderful production. Um, and now uh, we're going to be—they're going to be having Frosty, a very merry musical. So it's right there okay. on the Marietta Square. It's at Eleven Whitlock, and. People, if they, if they go and they can get tickets, so very reasonable, and they could even see me there. I am one of the hosts that um, just likes to welcome people in, you know, to the square, and, and um, so that's what I'm doing. Got you, got you. And so you're also uh, about to delve into podcasting and blogging and uh, selling your wares online and entrepreneurship. Um, How's that all evolving for you? It's going great. It is. I will will be starting my podcast sometime in December. Um, Right now, the title which has changed multiple times. But right now, the title is going to be If You Can See What I Hear. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Absolutely. So what is it going to be about? It's going to be different um, uh, encounters that I have with people, daily encounters about how people how I meet people um one of my the the little segments that people are gonna want I know that everybody's wanting to know because they hear my stories it's called divine intervention that's the name Mm -hmm. and it actually has turned into one of my books divine intervention but it is just the stories short stories about people and how I meet people because um you know everybody's different and everybody wants to well, everybody wants to be something. And so this is uh, Mm -hmm. my way of of learning what people's purpose is. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, I can't wait to see my chapter in the book, and I can go ahead and tell you my purpose up front. It is to change the lives of those living with a disability to find or create work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. So let me know. You know, if I can get a little cameo chapter there, I appreciate it. Well, thank you. <laughs> I, I would love to learn anything that you want to teach me, Bashan. I think you are amazing. <laughs> Not a problem. I appreciate it. And so, yeah, as far as that podcast, of course, clearly I, I do those. I have been for the past five years, and um, we're looking at about 14,500 XYZ daily downloads. So I'm super excited for that. So it's something. Um, that I'm passionate about. Thus, all this thousands of dollars worth of equipment surrounded me. So, um, yeah, I know a little bit about it and blogging and uh, website 
uh, and selling products and creating and, and authoring. And that's why we resonate um, so much with each other because I just love your creative spirit and definitely your attitude. And um, so I apologize. I know it's a lot more to get to, but we've just heard from um, a person that's a mother and now a grandmother. She's an author. Um, she's a future podcaster and blogger. She's got several um, products that she's going to be introducing to you. And you can find her on the square somewhere giving directions and at a theater in the um, in the square as well. But um, beautiful. Tell us how they can reach you. And um, then we'll say goodbye. Well, just remember my name. It's beautifulphillips.com. Mm, beautiful Phillips on everything. Have you did your Twitter, your Facebook, any of your social media stuff? I am. I'm on Facebook as well. All right. And I would imagine that's beautiful Phillips as well. Yes, it is. All right. Well, so we can say beautiful Phillips everywhere. Go get the Twitter, make everything beautiful Phillips. And um, yeah, beautifulphillips.com, ladies and gentlemen. I certainly appreciate it. And um, man, it's it's been a pleasure. I don't even know how to end. Let's end by you empowering the people and letting them know um, one thing that they can do that will change the trajectory of their life. How about that? What's what's one thing if you were given advice that would help another person out there? Well, I'm looking forward to some challenges. If anyone wants to, if they, if they have questions for me, they're welcome to call me. And um, it's the phone number. My office is 404-429-7086. And that's the best way to reach me. Not a problem. And you probably moved in the house. Can you hear me? Hello. Are you there? Yep, I'm here. Can you hear me? I, I can hear you. Yes, now I can. And uh, I lost you there right, for a good. minute. I have a I've been standing out the window the whole time. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe it's the sun moving. Um, but the recording is coming off great, so we're good. Um, I said give us one last piece of advice, something that you would tell a person that um, will help them move forward in life um, as they live with a disability and want to uh, do more and uh, live with greater success. What's one thing that you would tell them? Well, worrying makes your head hurt and tears get you wet. <laughs> So if you face the sunshine, you can't see the shadows. And I believe that you'll never shine if you don't glow. You have been listening to Outliers, an official production of the Delivering Access Network. If you have a comment, question, or an idea for a program, email Vashon at excellence at fedoraoutlier.com. And visit fedoraoutlier.com if you'd like to purchase any of the products you hear advertised on the program. And for more great podcasts from the Delivering Access team, visit deliveringaccess.net. Check back again next time for more Outliers. Until then, thanks again for listening, and let's change the world together.